Romans 5, verse 12 through 17. Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man, and death through sin, so death spread to all men because all sinned. For sin indeed was in the world before the law was given. But sin is not counted where there is no law. Yet death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those whose sinning was not like the transgression of Adam, who was a type of the one to come. But the free gift is not like the trespass. For if many died through one man's trespass, much more have the grace of God and the free gift by the grace of that one man, Jesus Christ, abounded for many. And the free gift is not like the result of that one man's sin. For the judgment following one trespass brought condemnation, but the free gift following many trespasses brought justification. For if because of one man's trespass, death reigned through that one man, much more will those who received the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign through the one man, Jesus Christ. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. It's an interesting passage, Barrett. Um, we're reading these Advent passages, and you're like, is this really about the Christmas story? <laughs> but it is because I think that what Christmas is, I kind of talked about this a little bit in the second sermon of the Trinity series. Jesus is the true man, mm -hmm. right? I think what Paul's trying to say here is what Adam didn't do, Jesus can do. And more so, what Adam did do, Jesus is going to undo through the sacrifice of his cross. Jesus undoing what Adam did do is not easy, mm. but that is what he is doing. Mm. And um, and so we have this huge problem. Uh, you know, I think it was very interesting. I know that like, I don't know what we're supposed to believe about how we got COVID, if it came from like the coronavirus lab in Wuhan or if somebody ate a bat, whatever, <laughs> I mean, whatever happened. But you know, somehow like somebody or a small group of people, let's say, hmm. let's just say it's somebody. I think it's better for the illustration. One guy gets COVID and it spread to the whole world. Hmm. And I, I, I really thought about this passage when we were dealing with that. I mean, yeah. in the early days of COVID, there was like 10 cases of COVID in America or something. And I sat down, I sat down with uh, somebody in our church. Maybe I don't know if I should say who, or if this is like, hippo get mad at me or something but anyway like uh i said you know this person i was talking to them and i said okay so how, how serious is this going to be you know a couple dozen people going to get this or something and she said a hundred million people will get this in the mm. united states mm. and i was like oh my gosh that's that's a lot that's real <laughs> i don't know just I, I had that was like the first moment right that like this thing really Okay, we're in for something. But anyway, yeah, it all came from one person and the whole world mm. has been affected by it. And it's a really great analogy, I think, for us of what sin has done. Yeah, The sin of Adam has now spread in all of us. We all have this nature of sin. We all have this disease, if you will, uh, of sin. And it only keeps spreading and growing and, um, and, and, and in a sense mutating. I mean, it's the same disease, but it's big, it, it manifests itself in all these horrible ways in our lives. So yeah. uh, what's your thoughts on the passage? No, I think that's good. Um, you know, it's, as I was reading this, it's interesting that through the one man, Adam, like you're saying, death spread to all men, 
to all people, you know. And so the the virus has infected every single one of us. Nobody had a choice of whether to receive Adam's trespass or not. We all received it. We all inherited it without choice. And yet then you have Jesus that comes along who is reversing the curse and is bringing the free gift of of salvation. So there's a there's a theological theory hmm. that you receive the curse of Adam from your father. Hmm. I mean, everybody has a mother and a father. Right. But people will say, well, how did Jesus not get Adam's nature to sin? Because he didn't have an earthly father. The Holy Spirit can... Right. But he was born of a woman, right? And right. so... Uh, anyway, I don't want to geek out well, on theology, but it's just kind of interesting. No, but I, I, I would say that it is it is a man and a woman coming together, right, yeah. That produces an offspring, and it's the it's it's the the curse right comes through that. The virgin birth is really important, actually, just kind of theologically, very for, important for a lot of different reasons, obviously. But yeah, but for this reason in particular, yeah, Christ does not receive Adam's curse. curse. That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. And, but it's interesting that none of us had a choice of whether to receive the curse, but now we're all presented with a choice essentially to receive. I mean, it says right here, um, where is it in verse, is it 16 where it talks about, uh, verse 17 for if because of one man's trespasses, trespass, death reigned through that one man. Much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness. So now we're all presented with a choice to receive or not receive this free gift of righteousness. So in Adam, we were given no choice. The curse, we're born into sin. But now in Jesus, we're actually presented with a, a choice. You can receive this free gift of righteousness or, or reject it. And it's kind of like Paul... Kind of, uh, it's like Paul like kind of proves that all have sinned because he says all die. Mm. You know, he's like, hey, I'll prove to you all sin. Everybody dies. Yeah. Like the the curse of sin is death, right? And um, we we see that over and over and over again because nobody has been able to escape death. Mm. Um, we are not all well, all right with God. We we do die. Yeah. Now there's something interesting in this passage, and you brought it up. And you were like, you want to go there, but you know what? For the sake of the folks, you got to go there. I think we should go there because if I'm just like a good Christ covenant church member reading my Bible plan, I get to this passage. I'm like, huh, I'd like to have, ask somebody smart like Barrett Fisher. Y'all know Barrett Fisher, I'm a PhD. I mean, Dr. Fisher. <laughs> I'd like to ask Dr. Fisher about this. And so I, um, and you wrote your dissertation on the incarnation. So Correct. I mean, gosh, I mean, who better to be talking about the incarnation? Talk about the hot seat. Then Dr. Fisher. Yeah. So um, so anyway, so this whole like talk of the sin between, you know, Adam and is what is it, Noah or Moses? Moses. Yeah, yeah, because Moses gives the law. Right. Um, so Adam and Moses not being counted. Hmm. Um, what does that mean? Well, people from from Adam to Moses, you know, from Adam, the first sin until Moses and and particularly the giving of the Mosaic law. So the giving of the law, you know, the Ten Commandments in Exodus and, the, and then the giving of the law from there. Um, and so it it says in verse 13, for sin indeed was in the world before the law was given, but sin is not counted where there is no law. And I, I, I do think it's important for us to try to wrestle with these type things and not just kind of blow past it and say like, 
Okay, let's get to Jesus and like the free gift of righteousness because it's in scripture. And so I think it I think it's right and it's good for us to say what's going on there where he says, but sin is not counted where there is no law. Um, so anytime we come up against a difficult phrase like this where we're like, what's going on there? So from Adam to Moses, like sin is not counted for those people. What is that supposed to mean? And and you can take that and kind of run with that uh, mentally and form some, maybe some beliefs that end up being unbiblical. Well, so I've actually had more thoughts on this since you and I talked like three minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> you, you really been chewing on it a lot? <laughs> okay. Okay. So the thing that we talked about yeah. three minutes ago, maybe like five minutes ago now, okay, was kind of these varying degrees of revelation, right? More revelation incurs more judgment, right? And so right. Jesus very famously in Matthew gives all these woes to these cities like Bethsaida and Chorazin and uh, Capernaum. And it's going to be worse for you on the day of judgment than it was for Sodom. Okay, now that's an amazing thing. To Sodom say. and Gomorrah. Yeah. yeah, that's an amazing thing to believe. Like, mm. because the day of judgment for Sodom was bad. Right. And so Jesus is saying, but they didn't even have as much revelation as you did. Mm. But for some reason, God's... Uh, um, you know, I would say God's wrath against sin was justified with Sodom, even though they didn't have the Mosaic law. Of course, it was way before Moses was ever born. Hmm. I think that's what it's saying. What did the people in Sodom know, right? Um, and so it's, it's the sin that the all of Moses's law is not counted against them because they didn't have it. I'll just give you an example. Like, you know, a lot of Mosaic law is about the sacrificial system. It's about, you know, customs and, and things that the people of Israel did. Well, how were how were the people of Sodom to know that? But I think what Paul's doing in Romans 1, Romans 2, right. is he's saying there actually is other law hmm. that does apply here. Um, and so Romans 1, they knew God, but right. they didn't worship him as God. This is kind of what I'm saying. I think if you understand God as a creator, at some point you have to say, that I owe my, I owe my existence to him. You understand God as creator. Romans one is also saying that God has, has, has written, he has given us a conscience. Right. And so we know right from wrong. So even Sodom and Gomorrah who didn't have a written law of this is what you should do. This is what you shouldn't do in order to love God and to love others. Um, but they do have written on their hearts that like what you're engaging in right. is not good. It is not right. So if, here, let me just give you an example to steal. I just think that's one of those laws that's written on our heart. I think we have an understanding of yep. possession and you can basically every culture, any human ever, they know that you should not steal from others. Now that is in the 10 commandments. Right. But it is also one of those laws that I think is written on our heart. Mm -hmm. Now, the Ten Commandments also says, for example, that you should not covet. Okay. Right. I don't think that one is the same kind of Romans 1 and Romans 2 law. And the reason I don't think that is Paul says it, right? Paul says, I wouldn't have known what it is to covet unless right. the law told me. And so I think this is what this is talking about. Like there's some law that came with Moses that came with Moses. Hmm. There's some law that's just from the beginning of time that people just kind of know. 
And that's why people from Adam to Moses still died because they were guilty of that law, even though they weren't guilty of the Mosaic law. Right. And if we, if we read in uh, Romans 2, verse 12, and this is why it's so important to use Scripture to interpret Scripture. But in Romans 2, verse 12, it says, For all who have sinned without the law will also perish without the law. So, I mean, Paul has already stated very directly, very explicitly, that those without the law who have sinned without the law will also perish without the law. But it seems it seems to be what he's saying is similar to what Jesus is saying in Matthew 10 and 11 that, yeah. that you're talking about earlier, that there are varying degrees of judgment that are brought on, on people. Now, how that's going to work out in the end time, we're not exactly sure, but it is in Scripture and it's taught. I think it's a good warning, though. It's, I mean... I mean, I think of a guy like me, I've had a lot of access to the Bible. Like, I don't want my heart to be hard toward the voice of God and toward the things that God is telling me. Like, I mean, I think they're, I want my heart to be soft toward these things. Um, I well, want to long, hunger and thirst for what the Lord says. Yeah, and I think that's the word for Christ's covenant family is um, we have all been given access, and I would say ample access to the word of God. So if you if you sit in church, if you read your Bible, if you have so much access to the Word of God, and then you harden your heart towards that, it's just not going to be pretty on the Day of Judgment. I mean, I think that's what Scripture that's is saying. Morning, and yeah. so I, I would say don't be scared and frightened into running to God and entering into His kingdom. No, no. Read the rest of Romans 5 that that shows the beauty of Jesus and what he did in offering this free gift of righteousness and run into his loving arms and, and be accepted into the kingdom of God and live for him. And just one other thought on that. I think that people think, oh, well, if I had more revelation, if I saw Jesus do a miracle or whatever, then I would believe. And I would say, well, you may not. Because look at the people of Chorazin. I mean, that's that's what Jesus is saying. Look at the people of Capernaum. I mean, Jesus did tons of miracles in Capernaum, and yeah. people saw him, and yet their hearts were still hard, which yeah. is, I think, why uh, the story of the rich man and Lazarus. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly what I was thinking. God says to the rich man, if they don't believe Moses, right. they don't believe the prophets, they're not even going to believe Lazarus. And yeah. so let's, let's believe Moses. Let's believe what God has revealed in Scripture. Let's soften our heart toward the things of the Lord and, and believe. Uh, for Dr. Barrett Fisher and I'm for Jason Dr. Dees. For Dr. I'm, Jason Dees. No, I'm just a, a church history guy. It's nothing. All right. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.